0: Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. Hey everybody, Susan Finch here, your host today for Rooted in Revenue. And I'm wrapping up what has been a fantastic series with Rob Brodo, the co-founder and CEO of Advantex, Advantex Advantex.com. You will want to subscribe to anything that they offer and you will have so much to learn. They give away probably way too much, but he wants you to be successful. We're continuing our series on the foundations of business acumen the first three installments of this series were understanding business strategy comprehending financial position and key metrics including income statement balance sheet cash flow report and most recently we just went over or rob went over how to recognize strategic and financial challenges and the opportunities of executing your strategy particularly getting everybody in alignment with what the goals and objectives are. In this final episode, we're going to be talking about the basics of conducting a competitor analysis and using that information to establish a strategic competitive advantage. Get ready to take notes. Here we go. Rob, welcome back.
1: Thank you, Susan. It is really a pleasure to be with you again. I'm really excited to share some insights and perspectives on competitive analysis.
0: Well, here we go. You have given us so much to think about. And it isn't just for large companies. What you're showing me and what I I mean, I'm taking away something every time that I'm implementing with my own small team. I mean, there are only eight of us. And I'm still able to bring in what I'm learning from you, things to think about, things to check back with our team to give them more ownership of what they do and their impact on our company's success and they're loving it. They that's love great. the open conversations and being aware, oh, I didn't realize that that's more profitable than this is. And this effort is helping. And this one, it's fun and it's helping with uh, you know how people see us and perceive us, but it's not making as
1: much money. Hmm.
0: It's been really, really enlightening.
1: Good. Well, it's interesting you, you uh, share that comment one of the most interesting perspectives that I can share as part of our dialogue here is that even the biggest of companies, I'm not talking about the multi-billion dollar, multi-business conglomerate types of organizations, when you really look at it, are nothing more than a series of small businesses wrapped up together. And so Some of these concepts from a business acumen perspective, financial management, they apply whether you are the largest company in the world or a startup organization, just kind of getting your feet into the marketplace.
0: This episode is going to be about something that I don't always know how to do. Mm -hmm. And that is competitor analysis. I know who my competitors are, or I think I do. Yep. Sometimes I've noticed with larger companies I work with, they don't always realize who their competitors actually are. And it might not be the big boys that they think it is. It might be the ones Mm -hmm. that are louder, that are more engaging, that come from a slightly different perspective, but they're still chipping away at the market.
1: Yeah. So a couple of interesting thoughts here. I think you're, you're definitely onto something there. And what I have found in my work with our clients is that we start with the competitors that we know and the competitors that are typically the legacy competitors. And they've been defined because they're doing something similar to us. They're in the same business. They're in the same market. The first step that you have to take is to prescribe, well, okay, is that really a competitor to me? And The only way that I'll know is if I take a little bit of time to look at what they are offering to our common customer and to determine what is their value proposition. Again, is it similar to mine? Is it different from mine? Mm -hmm. And based on what it is, are they taking dollars and share away from me? And if they're taking dollars and share away from me, then they are a competitor. The challenge is that all too often organizations big, medium, small, see that anyone in my market is competitor, the first really big step that you must take is to stop that and to understand <laughs> that your competitor is the one that has a similar value proposition to you. That's step number one. And then something, Susan, very, very important It's that, okay, those are the competitors I can see. I can go to a website or, or I know they exist. The bigger challenge is the competitor that I don't see. The competitor that's out there that is working on the next breakthrough technology, the competitor that is very quietly behind the scenes talking to my customer, making a move that I don't even know about. And all of a sudden, I'm going to wake up one day and I get that call from the customer say, hey, it's been great. Want to let you know that our contract is going to be over and we're going to be going with a, a new supplier. And you're like, what who? I never heard of them. And so what do you do as an organization? How do you look at the landscape and understand not only who's there, but who's coming? It's difficult. Right.
0: It is. And and this doesn't even take into consideration the new team member that brings in their buddies and you're you're out anyway. That's right. That's you right. can't save that. Somebody that they've already, you know, mm-hmm. decided they trust. But how do you find that happening?
1: So I've thought long and hard about that. And the advice that I give to our clients is that the only way to understand what's happening in that context is to have a much better dialogue with your existing customer. Think about it. If you're taking that customer for granted, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go see them a couple times a year. They're fine. Their orders are going to come in and Mm -hmm. I'm just an order taker. Right. Right. The only thing you're doing is you're taking orders until the day that you're not. So if you're having a dialogue with them and you're asking them questions like, hey, what's new? What are you seeing in the market? How are we doing for you? Are there any concerns? By having that continuous dialogue with them, if you have built that trust and you use that word quite often, and I I really think it's critical, if you built that trust, they're going to say, hey, listen, just thought you'd like to know that I was contacted by this company. I never heard of them before, but they have some interesting things to say. All of a sudden, that now be needs to be on your radar. Yeah. You need to then communicate not only internally, but you need to start thinking about, uh-oh, my time here may be limited. They're hard questions.
0: And sometimes I have clients that are so, you know, what I say, loyal clients, and they never want to take the time for those conversations. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're fine. And you're right, though. And all of a sudden, yeah. somebody on their team will get their ear and you're out.
1: Yeah, the, the other thing that I will mention in the post-pandemic marketplace is that you should also do what I like to call scanning the environment of social media. You know, go onto LinkedIn, just, just cruise around, spend 30 minutes a day, look at people's feeds, look at what they're talking about, especially your customers. Just kind of follow some of the things and you'd be very surprised who your customer's making reference to, or who's commenting yes. on some of the things that your existing customers are, are talking about in their marketplace. And all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, who's that? Is that a right. competitor? And scanning the environment is actually a skill and capability. That's part of business acumen here that people do not do enough of. Oh, I'm so glad that
0: you said that. I think it is one of the biggest missed opportunities and also to make sure they're not missing any new, any innovations that are coming down the pipe. Yes. What are people talking? What are they curious about? What are they complaining about? And I'm, I'm bringing somebody on our team this week and for this exact position.
1: And Susan, the other thing I'll, I'll say it works both ways too. The work that you and I are doing here on these podcasts, and we're getting tremendous feedback and lots of views and lots of people listening to them. When you know it, it's also um, stirring up clients for me and hopefully for you as well that are scanning the environment like, whoa, I didn't realize that there's a simulation-centric approach to building business acumen and understanding financial reports. Who is this guy, Rob Roto, and who's Advantex? And now I'm on their chart and their radar, and there's a competitor out there who's been working with them who should be very worried because we're going to take their business from them. i love it
0: those are great goals that is wonderful and once again here we go with a lot of things to think about yeah you've talked about getting in the lay of the land the landscape out on social media but in particular especially for b2b man guys go spend it on linkedin go follow companies yeah you don't have to connect with every, but follow them so they're in your feed yeah and check the comments, go back to the previous comments and load them more and load more Yeah, to see where these conversations are happening that you might not be aware of. That's
1: right. I'm actually today delivering a program for a client. They're in the market research space. So it's for a very particular part of the pharmaceutical world uh, on market research and how you take market research to build your brand messaging. If so I'm working with their team. It's under the umbrella of what we call strategic business selling. It's taking business acumen and integrating it into the strategic selling part of relationship building, building trust. And again, I do a lot of work in this area. I'm, I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised about the lack of awareness of just the basic tools that are out there that you don't have to do anything more than just scan the environment to understand what's happening, to understand who your competitors are. And then you take that information and you're able to fine tune your message back to either existing customers or new prospects. And it's just really a matter of preparation and doing some of the hard work. That's sometimes not fun and it can be tedious, but you have to do it because it does pay off.
0: It does. So you mentioned LinkedIn as one of your favorite tools. Yes. Because it, I mean, it is, it's so valuable and that's where I hang out for social. Yeah. Yeah. You have to kick me, you know, I go kicking and screaming all the way to Facebook and everywhere else, but LinkedIn is where I get inspired. I learn, I connect with people and I develop relationships that I enjoy very much because we're all of a growth mindset. It makes it so fun. What's your other favorite free tool that people need to spend a little bit of time in?
1: I will tell you it's Twitter. And it's very different where LinkedIn is much more about the long-term established relationships. And it's fantastic. It's the best tool in the world. Twitter is really good because it's the opposite. It's much more transactional. It's much more in the moment. You're getting the feeds, you're taking a look, you're taking a break. And I typically will tweet mm, two to three times a day, about all things related to business acumen and business leadership, uh, sharing insights, making comments on uh, the stories in the news. And I have quite a bit of subscribers to my Twitter and it really does generate conversation. I'm not looking for it to generate business, but I'm looking for it to generate conversation. And of the close to 10,000 subscribers that I have, I have made a promise to them that I will continue to help their learning along through social media. So if you've been through a Rob Brodo or a Vantex business acumen program and you learned about strategy and financial management and competitive analysis, if you subscribe and you listen, we'll give you a constant flow of updates and new ideas through social media. But Twitter's, again, it's more transactional in the moments like, hey, everybody, new interest rates are out. Or, or this week, the job report came out and way more jobs um, were uh, in the workplace. What does that mean? And so that's how I, I use Twitter.
0: I think you made such a wonderful distinction that you're not there to close a deal You're there to have quick conversations top of mind immediate reaction or your take on these things your observations from a different perspective. And I think that's where value comes in for any brand and any brand spokesperson because that's our job is to drill it down go gather information from 25 sources bring it down and say how are we viewing that. What, what is different? What is, what do we see as, yeah, yeah, that wasn't That's not quite what it means.
1: Yeah. And I'll add to that, Susan. I also think it's a constant flow of awareness for when the time is right. Meaning that It's not just transactional, here's something, take an action. It's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then it could be a year later, it could be two years later when the time is right and the client says, oh, I have a workshop coming up. Oh, I have a national sales meeting coming up. Oh, we're about to launch new leadership behaviors and I need some different immersive. Technologies and simulations to support it. Let me go call Rob. And I, I think that's the best way to kind of understand it. It's a constant flow of awareness.
0: I like that. I like that very much. And it gives us things that we can control, we can do. And as you pointed out in the previous episode, our most valuable commodity we have is our time. Absolutely. So this is the best way to spend it to do the parts we can while we're waiting for our team to bring us the information so that mm-hmm. we can do those analyses and bring in what's the next strategy to react to that, to respond, to prepare. That's right. For what's coming.
1: And what's interesting to kind of put a bow on all of this, the topic of today's conversation is competitive analysis. And what we've been talking about are the tools to conduct competitive analysis, to understand what's happening in the marketplace, but also to be a better competitor. And I think that's really critical because that's going to lead you to success. Oh, thank you so much.
0: This has been a pleasure, this whole series. And we'll look forward to find you can find it on Root and Revenue. Just look under the archives and look for Rob Brodo's name. You'll see all four episodes. I'd take them in order. If you haven't listened to the first one, go back, take them all. Connect with him on LinkedIn. Go to Advantex, that's A-D-V-A-N-T-E-X-E dot com, and connect with him there. Ask the questions. We would love to hear from you. I'm Susan Finch, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe, we'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence.